0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Minded Sports Physio podcast. My name is Brian Schwaby, board certified sports physical therapist, entrepreneur, and co founder of the Student Physical Therapist. I worked with elite athletes for over a decade and currently serve as the director of IO Sports Therapy, working side by side with high performance coaches, MNFL and NBA skills trainers, and sports agents on a daily basis. I'm also an author, sports medicine consultant, course creator, speaker, and counselor sports therapist, traveling with professional athletes and celebrities. I created this podcast to share my experience as a sports physical therapist and entrepreneur so that I could give you everything you need to know to cash in on your passions, monetize your expertise, and create your own career Super Bowl. With that in mind, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience working with the 2022 NFL Combine class. For those of you that don't know this, I've actually been the sports medicine lead for the last few years for Rep. One Sports Agency's NFL Combine class working with IOSports Sports Therapy, where I work as the clinic director in collaboration with Sanford Power, which is our high performance side of things. So it's been a very unique experience and very cool experience being able to work with the NFL Combine athletes for the last two years. And especially this year, we had a bigger class. Uh, we were a little bit more dialed in on top of it. And uh, we had some, you know, really unique experiences. So I wanted to talk about this primarily for this episode, because I thought it was something that would be a value for you guys who are interested in working more with sports agents, uh, interested in working with NFL combine classes, but also just working with football players. I mean, this is just something that you don't, you know, do too much of unless you're in certain, you know, places of work. You know, maybe like an EXOS or something like that, um, or you're working specifically with a sports agency. So, um, you know, with that in mind, I want to really dive in with you know a couple different topics with you know, this experience and, and really explain what I actually experienced and maybe you'll get a little bit more out of it and learn about how you can get involved with something like that in the future. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what it's actually like, you know, what we did as a group, uh, if it's profitable. I mean, this is a business-minded sports physio podcast, so I do want to talk a little bit about that, the financials of it, and then also how to be successful with it if you do it, right? So let's dive into, you know, what what was that experience like? You know, because this is something that, uh, you know, I hadn't done up until about a year ago working specifically with a combine class, and it's very unique, right? Um, A couple things come to mind right off the bat. One, it was awesome, right? I mean, being able to work with high-level athletes of this caliber is pretty awesome and and amazing to start with, and uh, just the whole experience of it, right? You're you're in the thick of it for eight weeks, um, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, and you're working with, you know— incredible athletes preparing for their dream working into or going into the nfl draft right so you know they're all excited coming in uh they're stressed out um they're trying to figure out what works for them as as an athlete right and uh, they're trying to figure out you know what this experience is like because it's a very different type of training than they're accustomed to so you know it, it is awesome right but it's also stressful right and, you know, as a sports medicine professional working with these athletes and, and, you know, I think I can probably speak for my colleague, Matt, as well with this, you know, it's one of those things that it, you're, you're working with deadlines, you're working with, you know, high pressure because every little thing could affect someone's draft stock. And as a result of that, you know, when you're going through this, you're like, okay, we have to do the best job possible for these individuals. And especially when they're just good people right? You know, we're so lucky. They had an unbelievable class come in. Every single one of them was just, you know, super respectful, super hardworking, and you want to work even harder for those type of people just because, you know, they make it so much more pleasurable for you as a person, you know, but also as, you know, a sports management professional, you, you want to help them, right? You make, they make you feel good. You you want to help them as much as possible. So, um, and I'd say also you're invested, you know, you, you get to know these people. So, you know, as they're they're getting into the combine, you're almost nervous for them, right? You're nervous for them. You're excited for them, but you're also feeling that way as it gets closer to draft. You know, I had, I'll be honest with you. I had not watched an NFL draft in the past because it just didn't do a whole lot for me until last year when I worked my first combine class. And now I, you know, now I'm glued to it. Now I'm looking up things and now I'm, you know, invested in it because I know these people and it's, it's kind of fun. So, you know, The other thing that I want to talk about with this, you know, what it's like is where it starts, right? So, you know, as December rolls around and and guys in, in college are going through different bowl games, some of them opt out and want to start the NFL combine training process sooner. And then some of them, you know, are going through their bowl games and then they just trickle in later. So there's a lot of leeway early on about scheduling, right? And even though you prepare as much as possible with the agency and the performance coaches and everybody else involved, skills coaches, things like that, it's a little bit of a um, a controlled chaos in the beginning, right? You, you kind of have an idea when guys might be coming in and then it could change last minute. So expect those things if, if you do work with combine classes in the future and know that you got to be flexible, okay? So... Guys are rolling in in December. It's early January. There's a lot of hype and excitement. Um, you know, we're we're preparing them to go through this intake process. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have to have a good schedule and be able to understand each individual guy that's coming in. Some of them is just going to be part of that daily recovery block where you're trying to keep them healthy, uh, manage, you know, some earlier injuries that they might have had during the season, uh, maybe some past tendinopathies, things like that. Um, and then there's also a few like longer term rehabs. Some of them, you know, would have, you know, surgeries that just require that long term rehab leading up to the combine and, and their pro days. Um, and some of them just, you know, are, are very healthy and you're just trying to make sure they stay healthy because it's a different type of training. So, um, you know, there are recovery blocks that we would put in every single day. So we are having touches with those guys. We're offering recovery services, you know, Norma Tech, game readies, baths. Um, things like that. We're doing soft tissue work, all the above that you would, you know, be able to help kind of manage these soft tissue things that uh, oftentimes will pop up with this different type of training. And then lastly, you know, we'll, we'll go to the field um, as sports medicine professionals pretty much daily, uh, but definitely weekly um, because it helps us do two things, understand what they're doing with their performance coaches, independent of our weekly and daily conversations with them, but it also lets us help the athletes get on the field, prepare their bodies for the field. Um, and also just build a little bit of trust with them, knowing that, you know, Hey, our performance coaches and our sports medicine uh, professionals are working together for me as an athlete, right. As a combine player. So it, it, it kind of touches upon a lot of different things. And um, we're very blessed uh, to be able to work in the environment we're in because, you know, we have a one-on-one out-of-network model, so we spend time and we can schedule these things more appropriately. Uh, we don't have to, you know, worry about volume other than again the combine players. But you know, we're able to schedule things ahead of time and really keep it very manageable uh, between myself and my my colleague Matt. So that's really what it's like, and that's that. That's the cool part, right? You get to experience all these unique things. You get to work in the trenches with the performance coaches, see the numbers. Um, and, you know, be able to, you know, you know, collaborate back and forth, you know, guys coming in that are having, you know, longer term rehabs and might not be able to participate in some of the running drills. You're being able to really, you know, sit down and be like, okay, the next eight weeks, how do we get this guy to be able to do all the drills they have to do with the combine, all right? Or be able to do most of the drills or whatever it may be based on their draft stock or what would be best for them based on their injury. All those things get to be taken into account. So everything you've wanted to do as a sports physical therapist, you kind of get to do, which for me is the most fun part about it. And then uh, you know, next thing is what we did, right? So that's what it's like, but what did we actually do with these guys? Right. So what we did is day one, you know, they'd come in and we would take a pretty extensive intake, right? Injury history, expectations movement screen, um, that we created as a group, um, with a weighted system, um, handheld dynamometry testing, um, and then, you know, force plate testing with the performance coaches, you know, and, you know, other types of performance testing, bench press, things like that. Some of the guys would be getting, you know, blood panels so they could just lock in their nutrition and and have some very, very detailed, um, nutritional recommendations, uh, because each one of them has to be able to, you know, maintain a certain weight or increase their weight depending on where they're at uh, but also their body fat percentage right like they're gonna have those things tested every single thing you could think about is tested at the combine and for the most part they're at the hospital for a very long period of time at the combine getting pretty much a lot of things mri so they had an injury that was Uh, in the past that was documented, they're probably getting an MRI'd. It's it's a very grueling process by the time they actually get to the combine. So again, these are all things we're preparing the athlete's expectations for early on. um, And also just, you know, getting to know them, right? Uh, Understanding what makes them tick, what they, you know, what they need from us, um, knowing that, you know, they have certain things that have worked with them, worked for them in the past, and we want to meet those expectations as well. So um there's a lot of going back and forth with that which is is a a very important part of that process on day 1 week 1 and then from there you know week you know each week we're we're basically you know collaborating with the performance coaches and the great part about that is we as a group decided we're going to make a stoplight system now uh, you know that is something we did as a group at Iowa sports therapy we made a very unique individualized stoplight system to be able to give data to the performance coaches every single week on what we recommended for weight room intensities, you know, where they're at with certain, you know, field drills, uh, running drills, things like that. And, um, I I go into detail on this on our insider access page, just to kind of go through the full system of that, uh, because I felt it was very, very helpful. Um, and I know that as a group between performance and sports therapy, we really were able to dial in certain things because we had as much objectiveness into this process as possible and therefore it gave us some structure in a controlled chaos environment because again things are constantly changing right so you know i'll give you two examples of of things we did for two different types of combine athletes you know one that would be let's say injured uh we had one specific guy that was coming off a long term rehab And, um, you know, for him, we needed to be as objective every week as possible to give those performance coaches as much info as possible. So they knew when they could start to advance him, um, and, you know, give them what he can't do, what he can do, where we would expect him in a week. Um, you know, other contextual information such as, you know, this particular individual is, you know, he's, he's going to be four weeks past this injury. Uh, this skills coach is going to be in that week. So he's going to be ramping up some skill work. So we're going to back off the rehab work. You know, this is what we expect him to do with the skills coaches. This is what we've communicated. What's your input. Uh, maybe do you want to back off certain things, or maybe you want to ramp up certain things. All those things play a role. And there's a lot of contextual factors. And, you know, these guys midway through had their senior bowl week, right? So a good old chunk of them this year went to senior bowl. And unfortunately the timing at senior bowl was just not good this year it was a little it was a little later than last year and senior bowl week is is very stressful because what happens is they go from combine training for a couple weeks which again it's just not like your typical football training you're you're preparing your your body differently and then you go into senior bowl week which is competing against the best guys in college football and coaches scouts all the above are there and then you have a game at the end of the week but the practices every day are just grueling and it's it's and that's where there's a disconnect and that's where guys start to feel these soft tissue injuries or something pops up and uh, you know those are contextual factors that we have to be able to communicate with players performance coaches agents our own staff as as a therapy group Um, because what happens is you know they're going to come off senior bowl and a lot of them were banged up. So we had to readjust all of the performance training and combine training around getting those guys healthy and back to feeling fresh enough to do things, but also keeping in mind that we only got three weeks until the combine now. So there's, there's some things that you have to kind of uh, take into account from the beginning, the middle and so on and so forth. Uh, another example I can give you is a guy that might be healthy, Right. So we had quite a few that were healthy coming in, but maybe they had a history of like tendinopathy in their knee. So in those cases, what we would do is, you know, like I said, we would use a stoplight system. We'd just, we'd make our performance coaches aware of that, but we would also do some preventative type work in the best way we 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 could right using test retest you know to have having frequent check-ins frequent touches with that particular athlete that maybe had that making sure it wasn't getting you know uh, reactive again and if it was trying to catch it early being proactive about it instead of just reactive to it uh, and again that takes a lot of time to be able to do that to be able to catch up on on things so myself and my colleague would kind of split the group um, and make sure that we had our guys that we were kind of, you know, more in charge of um, to be able to make it more doable, but then also come together as a group and say, okay, what's going on with this person? What's going on with that person? And then always make sure on a daily and weekly basis, we'd at least intermix the two groups. So we would really be as on as possible with every single person. So those are just a couple examples of, of kind of what we did. Um, And lastly, you know, we, we got to go to the combine at the end of this, which was the coolest part, right? So um I sent my my colleague Matt this year to go to the combine with two performance coaches um leading up to it. They weren't gonna allow anybody. They were gonna have a bubble for it, which was, you know, a, a huge issue um, for a lot of the agencies. And you know, they all threatened to pull their guys because there's a lot that goes into that final week of of preparing the athletes for all those performance testings. Um, so luckily at the last minute they allowed um one therapist or one um you know athletic trainer massage therapist plus a performance coach to be able to you know go to the the combine so it was a little bit of a, a last minute schedule change but again like I alluded to earlier it's constantly changing right and i think that People that are not adaptable or flexible don't really like that schedule and and don't really feel like they can they can be successful with it. But um, for our group, it, you know, we thrive in that situation. So uh, we were able to go to the combine and um, you know be able to really just prepare those guys on a daily basis, fine tune some last minute tune ups with uh, guys that were just you know you know maybe coming off a, a rolled ankle or or just you know dealing with some soft tissue stuff leading up to it to make sure they're fresh. Uh, getting recovered every day because you know they're there for a couple of days based on what group they're in. They're doing you know medical testings for like I said, long periods of time, um, interviews, um, you know, and then they have their performance testing all in one day, which is extremely taxing on the nervous system. And uh, you know, a lot of uh, scheduling and thought process goes into you know figuring out how do you you know make sure that these guys stay as fresh as possible. Um, so, you know, those are, those, those are the things that we got to do as a group. And I think that's also what made it very fun, stressful, again, invested, like I said earlier. Um, but like I said, overall, very good experience and the guys did unbelievable this year. So we're very, very, very fortunate now. Is it profitable? All right. So again, we want to talk a little bit on this, this podcast about financials, you know, how to make more money as a sports PT, things like that. There's a couple things I want to bring up with that. I think that um, there's a thought that it it cannot be profitable um, and there's a thought that it can be extremely profitable. And I think it depends on your model, right? Our particular model is uh, well-equipped for something like this because understanding what the expectations are for the sports agency, what they expect they will get out of this uh, with what you have to offer as a proposal um, is, is really the most important thing. So but also remember that in addition to just let's say what you negotiate with the particular sports agency, which for us was screenings, um, you know, recovery, you know, hours and things like that, um, those are all guaranteed income, right? That has been negotiated up front. But guys also get injured in the senior in, in the the combine training. So That can be a secondary source of of revenue. And not that you ever want that, but it's just realistically, that's what happens. And those things have to be taken care of. So there are options for things past just what's initially negotiated with that understanding ahead of time. So it can be very profitable from that perspective if you do it right and you have the right um, communication with everybody involved so that everyone knows what's going on. But also think of it this way, you're being exposed to future professional football players right off the bat. So you have the opportunity now to build lifetime value with that particular client, that particular athlete, right? That could be a potential customer next off season, future off seasons, et cetera. If you do a really good job, right? You give them a great experience and you're able to you know help them and and really just get to know them and be invested in you know more importantly they're they're only used to what they get in college so unfortunately a lot of these guys have had horrible experiences in you know their college athletic training rooms because there's so many guys right so you know now they're having you know attention to them they're having you know some really solid education because we're we're as a group very involved with that and you know again now this can be a long term profitable machine that you're getting early on just from one combine class. So yes, it can be absolutely profitable. Uh, Lastly, how do you be successful if you're working with the combine athletes, right? I think this is a really important thing because I've been there for two years now and I think that each year has gotten better, but I think both years were successful. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. And I'd say one thing that will make you successful is communicating early and often, And what I mean by that is you have to communicate with the sports agents, the players, the performance coaches, your own therapy team, depending on who you have around you, any massage therapists you might be bringing in or that come in, any other practitioners that may be complementing that combine class. Everybody needs to be able to communicate often and really early on. And another example I can use with that is, let's say you have a guy that came in that maybe just rolled their ankle and it's five days before the NFL combine. You better be on that immediately, be able to communicate with the agents. Hey, this is what happened. This is where I think it's at. I think it's a grade two. I think right off the bat, we're going to be able to tackle this every single day for the next couple of days. I'll know more information in two days, but right off the bat, I think agility work might be out. Can we move that to pro day? Hey I think linear work is very possible. We'll work with the performance coaches. All these things need to be communicated early and often to every single person involved. The more you can do that, the better you're going to be and the more successful you're going to be. Now that takes a lot more effort and time on your part and that's going to mean early mornings, crazy amount of information during the day and then late at night too. Things are constantly changing. You might be you should be texting with your athletes. You should be communicating early and often. You should be you know communicating late at night as well because that's your job and i think that's what makes it successful if you can do those things the other thing i think is tackle those problems early and, and and there's no pun intended with that one but you know rolled ankles like i said if you if you catch that early enough that can be something that you can fix earlier so they can do some things right Teninopathies. if you start to have some flare ups of guys that have an injury history of tenonopathies you better catch it before it's reactive. You better start to attack that thing, and that's where talking with the performance coaches and the skills coaches to be able to say, "Hey, this is starting to become a little reactive. Let's let's just be a little bit aware of this from a volume perspective, and let's let's make some some accommodations this week or this day so that we can see how it responds. And that's where if you can be early on with these things and tackle those problems early, you're going to have a lot more uh, chances for success. And then lastly, I think serve your athlete. Remember, you're there to, you know, help them get to their dream basically and be as successful as possible. So if you're, if you're always thinking, how do I serve my athlete, which you should be thinking anyways, as sports physical therapy, but sports physical therapists, but especially with combine athletes, if you're there to serve them constantly, check in on them constantly, you know, do as much for them as you possibly can. You know, I mean, that meant a lot of times for myself and Matt, We did not eat lunch at times, right? Or we had to skip out on lunch or, you know, really cut it short a lot of times. We had to come in on weekends. We had to do these things for this eight week period because it meant that it gave them the best opportunity possible. And I, I, you know, I think that me and Matt would both agree we have no problem doing that because we can see the big picture and we're invested in these people. Um, We get to know them. And for us, that helps us make it as successful as possible for them, which in turn, automatically makes our group more successful so that's basically what my experience at the you know or with the 2022 nfl combine class was like you know what it was actually like you know what we did as a group you know if it was profitable um and then basically how we made it successful because we did all those things as a group and again the the biggest takeaway i can give you guys is that there's a lot of uh, controlled chaos there's a lot of changing of schedules um, things on the fly, things that will happen that you have to adapt to, and um, you know, if you keep those principles in mind for how to be successful, those three principles: tackling problems early, you know, serving the client, and over communicating early and often. Those are the ways that you make those these type of situations very, very successful, uh, fun, and profitable. So, you know, that's basically a wrap for this episode of the Business Mind and Sports Video Podcast. Uh, if you guys like this, you know, subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to the the podcast. Uh, give pass it on to friends and and give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think about these podcasts. Let me know what topics you guys are interested in. You know, in the future, uh, I'm gonna have some additional guests on to talk about some experiences. Um, some profitable things. Um, I'll be talking myself about how to work with sports agents. I know I alluded to that quite a bit today in this this episode, um, how you can get paid to travel with athletes, which I think is a very cool and unique thing that uh, more and more physios are doing now, um, how to work with high-performance coaches, and then just so many more profitable strategies that I've experienced in my career that I want to share with you guys. So, um, you know, if you guys like this, like I said, subscribe, ask questions, Let me know what you think. Until next time, see you next week.